Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. We're naturally designed to wake up just around sunrise. That's assuming that you're not artificially stimulated to be awake at night. When we're actually supposed to go to be, be falling asleep and getting tired, you know, a couple of hours, an hour after sunset. But essentially, we're just using light as stimulation to stay awake. The only natural source of blue light is the sun. So the sun sets. And then what do we actually do when the sun sets? We turn on all our lights. What are our lights all? They're all LED. So our brain, our ancestral brain, which has been developed over like millions of years, right, does not understand that the artificial light source that you're turning on at night is not the sun. It thinks it's the sun. So it's going, hey, the sun's up, so I should be awake. And so it's then releasing the wakefulness hormones. It's suppressing the hormones that make you want to go to sleep. So it's just doing exactly what it's designed to do. So we keep all our lights on. Most of us will either watch TV, be on some kind of device in the evening. And then the one thing that people do, right, is when they can't sleep is grab their phone, like start scrolling social media, right? So it's like the vicious cycle. It's like, I can't sleep, so I grab my phone. Well, that's literally the reason you can't sleep. This is episode 133. I am so happy that you're here and thank you for joining my show, your coach, Helen Yuskovic. I am on a worldwide mission to help people get confident in putting themselves first because I used to put myself second my whole life. And because of that, I experienced every unhealthy relationship possible, an unhealthy relationship with myself, my health, my wealth, my intimate relationships, my family, my friends, and my career. I'm now living in an abundance that I used to just dream about. So I want to pave the way for you too. It's time, guys. It's time that you live in the life of your dreams as well. So let's take a step towards that right now. Here's subscribe to my podcast on your app now so that you always tune in to my new episodes. Hello and welcome to the show. I have a very special guest here today. It's Daniel from Block Blue Light Australia and I literally just came across him because I was looking for a healthier light to read with at nighttime. And when I was researching, I found you, Daniel, and thank you so much. Your product is actually coming to me. I'm so excited to use it. Uh, so welcome to the show, firstly. Thanks for having me, Helen. I'm excited to be here and re really looking forward to diving into all things blue light and light and health and all that good stuff. I'm so excited about this topic. And guys, you're going to love this. Everything is just going to blow your mind. Before we begin, I'd love for you, Daniel, just to introduce yourself a little bit, uh, just in case my listeners haven't heard of you before. Uh, I'd love to hear how did you get to here today? What led here? Yeah, yeah, cool. It's um, it's a bit of a journey for me. So, um, it started seven years ago. So I was just coming out of university. And the tail end of that, I really started to get into to health and wellness. I saw the benefits of starting to look after myself, um, and you know the mental and physical how I could perform better. So um, I moved over to Sydney, Australia, to um, start a job. My dream was to climb the corporate ladder. So I thought, cool, I'm going to go over to Sydney. I'm going to get a job with you know, a large corporation over there as a graduate and just work my way up. 
And so when I moved over there, still into health and wellness, got into, and I was competing at a national level in powerlifting. So it was very, very like demanding strength, like diet, all this training and stuff. So it was a very stressful and demanding part of um, my life, just dealing with that, dealing with a new job. And then very quickly within the space of starting my new job, in about three to four months, I started to develop severe insomnia and started to have quite severe migraine attacks during the day. And I was quite confused by it all because I was sort of like, hey, I'm like really healthy. Like I do like everything right. Like you know, I'm like training, I'm real fit, going to the gym, like like dieting, eating all the right foods and stuff. So what's going on sort of thing. So I did what most people do. I went to my GP and sort of like, hey, I'm having all these issues like you know what what do i do what's the problem here and at the time i didn't really understand that model but i do now that it's a very like band-aid approach model right it's like cool what drug can we prescribe you to band-aid the symptoms you're having and we went through a journey of being prescribed many many different drugs to band-aid it um from antipsychotics to antidepressants to everything off-label but still prescription drugs to try and so but unfortunately it just made me feel worse like um it may have like like um sedated me but it wasn't giving me restorative restful sleep so it really started just really start to have a significant impact on my life i had to give up powerlifting and to give up going to the gym um i was just trying to stay functional to actually you know be able to perform in my my job so um and I got to the point where I was like, you know, and I think I went back to the, the doctor and after like the next one hadn't worked and I was just feeling drowsy and out of it sort of thing. And I think they said to me something was like, oh, well, like there's nothing wrong with you. Like it's, it's just, it must be in your head sort of thing. And I was like, well, I yeah. And I was just like, nah, okay, that's enough. Like I'm done. Like I'm done with like this. You guys clearly like don't have a clue. And so that's like the default. I started thinking to myself because the career I was um, working in and trying to build a career in was IT. So I was a systems engineer. So in my job, it was looking at, you know, developing or IT systems and um, building them or, or troubleshooting them, right? And so I sort of thought, well, can I apply that analytical thinking to the human system and go, well, okay, hold on a minute. Like something's something's gone wrong here in the system. Like how do, how do we obviously just trying to throw like unnatural prescription drugs and it's not going to fix it. So let's just do some root cause analysis. Look at what's changed that suddenly caused this, these symptoms to happen. And um, I spent a lot of time on the internet <laughs> trying, to, yeah. trying to find people, look at things, understand things. And back then, I guess, eight years ago, the, um, the amount of information on health and wellness and all that wasn't really there wasn't much around so but i did stumble across a neurosurgeon um in the u.s called dr jack cruz and he was talking a lot about how our health is significantly impacted or governed through the light environments we're exposed to much more than the food we eat because back then sort of there's a bit of a movement into like the paleo movement was sort of just starting. Everyone's talking about like putting butter in their coffee and all this and tweaking this and keto and this and that. And he's like, none of that matters. Like if you, if you're under the wrong types of light, your health <laughs> won't matter what you eat. And like, there's a big quote that he, he had that just stuck with me and it was like, um, health is about light, not food. <laughs> and I, cause, and I just, it just stuck with me and I just started exploring his concepts more. And started to try to apply them, but his concepts were very hard. So he doesn't put things in very simplistic terms. Is the easiest way to put it. Like they're very complex and talking about quantum biology and how things are to a cellular level are impacting it, uh, our, our health. So I was trying to pick that apart and understand it. Understood that essentially the environment I had started to work in and, and live in could be a, having a significant impact on my health. And the way I unraveled it was I would um, get up in the morning and I'd be at work when it's dark. So I'd get up into, into work around 6.30, so it was still dark. And then I would be under fluorescent lighting in the office. I'd be looking at a lot of screens. I had probably three screens. So it was fluorescent lighting, LED lighting constantly. Um, I wouldn't go outside all day. I'd continue working. And then by the time I finished work, around 6 o'clock, it'd be dark again. So I'd leave the building, go straight to the gym. Uh, fluorescent lighting in the gym, spend two hours in the gym training, 
under fluorescent lighting, artificial lighting, come home, have to then work at, start work at about 11 p.m. at night because the graduate got lumped with all the out-of-hour changes. So I do about an hour of work at night. And again, artificial lighting screens. And so what I just unpacked was there was, there was no – I was having no ex, uh, interface with the natural environment anymore at all. Like there was zero. Like I was really not getting any natural light. So – and that – I think I was just like, whoa, holy shit, this is probably, and from what he was saying and, and t- teaching and his concepts, that this is going to start to have a significant impact on your mental health, your ability to sleep, or, or which we can unpack all the, <laughs> the, the actual technicalities of all this. But yeah, so I started looking into it and I was like, okay, I'm getting significant exposure to artificial light and enough natural light. So I started to look at how I could fix it and back then the idea of blue light blocking glasses or blue light glasses didn't even exist they weren't a thing so i kind of did a bit of searching i was like oh there's these big safety glasses that you can buy that light block like 95 percent so i was like oh well, i'll try and find a pair of them couldn't find them but then found a pair in the u.s on amazon so i ordered them in like started rocking them in the office sort of thing just like with a migraine attack and started using them at night significantly and that was the first thing that started to have a change and I was like whoa there's something here like and I was it just led me to even understand how how things were working even more and within the space of probably like three four months I had turned everything around and was like holy shit like I can't (laughs) like I've just been through this like traumatic experience of traumatizing like debilitating insomnia and and migraines like I need to probably I just like I need to like I don't know what I need to do. I was like, but I need to, I can't just keep this to myself. So I didn't have any aspirations to really start a business or anything. But so all I did was like, cool, I'm just going to order like 30 of those glasses in (laughs) from Amazon. And I'm going to start up a website. I'm just going to put them on there. I'm going to start like sharing the information I've learned to try and surely help some other people, right? Like I can't be the only one that's in this situation. I didn't feel like my situation was extremely unique. And then, yeah, so fast forward, I guess, and that's just where that was the inception of the business. And then from there, I've just learned more and just decided to develop and design all different types of products around the, not the, around bringing in the right types of light and, and removing the wrong types of light, essentially. Mm. It's kind of where our business is today. What a journey, Dan. I'd love to start with blue light because I feel like, a lot of people still don't grasp it yet, but I'd love for you to share what exactly is blue light for those listeners that have no idea and how does it happen? Mm, okay. Um, so blue light is, so blue light's not all created equal is the first thing. So you've got two types of blue light. You've got natural blue light and you've got artificial blue light. Uh-huh. Um, so blue light is what you think it is. It's literally the color blue, but um in most circumstances, blue light is generally seen as bright white light. For for all intents and purposes, it's, it, the way to look at it is white light is blue light. It has mostly the blue light spectrum in it. So we've got we've got blue light in nature. So the sun it emits full spectrum light. So that means that all the colors of the rainbow come off out of sunlight. So you have equal amounts of blue. You've got green, yellow, orange, red, and you've got infrared and you've got UV. So that's that's what we get exposed to when we're outdoors. Um, very, very beneficial for us. So the blue light, particularly the blue light that we get from natural sources, um, that is responsible for regulating our energy levels and our mood. So um, the cortisol, sorry, the hormone cortisol, which is typically known as the stress hormone, um, but it is, is stimulated through blue light. Um, but in outside, it will stimulate in, in enough to keep us awake and alert and um, and functioning during the day. So it's very important that we get blue light during the day. Another actual um, interaction of blue light coming in through the eyes, natural blue light, it will stimulate uh, neurotransmitters, serotonin and dopamine. So serotonin and do- well, dopamine is considered a neurotransmitter that will make you feel happy and motivated and and functioning well during the day. So again, another very essential um, reason why we need natural blue light during the day. Um, but then we've got artificial blue light. So that's the predominantly the blue light that we are exposed to most people in the modern lifestyle. So most of us aren't spending significant portions of the day outside. Um, Most of us are indoors. Um, We are under 
either fluorescent or LED lighting because it's the most common light sources that we have both in commercial and residential spaces now. Um, and then we've got LED backlit devices. So your, your screens, computer screens, phones, TVs, tablets, everything that has got a screen in it is an LED light source. So when you look at those types of light sources that we're being exposed to indoors, they're not, well, they're very different in terms of a spectral output from the sun. So they don't, they have a very, very narrow bandwidth of high energy blue light. So it's not just blue light because blue light is, is a range. You can measure blue light and we can measure all light in a thing called nanometers. And um, so blue light ranges from 400 to 500 nanometers. So you get all of that when you're outdoors. The artificial sources really only have about, it's like four, about 440 to 460 nanometers is kind of the range. And it's a very, very small, intense spike of it. And you don't get really any of the yellows, oranges, or reds in the artificial light sources. So you've just got a very narrow bandwidth of very high energy light. And what that does is when that, so there's, it's twofold during the daytime, having exposure to that type of light um, causes quite a amount of significant damage to your skin and to your eyes. Um, and the reason for that is blue light in isolation um, is causing essentially oxidative stress, oxidative damage, um, cell breakdown. It's, um, so ultimately, it's, yeah, it's causing damage. Now, that same blue light would do the same in nature outdoors, but nature has the antidote for everything. So that's red light. So it's balanced. So the blue is, the red is essentially regenerative and healing, and the blue is like damaging and breaking down. When you have the both of them together, well, the net effect is it's not having a harmful effect on us. We come indoors, you strip out all the beneficial spectrums and only have those damaging oxidative stress spectrums, well, then that's when it starts to have detrimental effects to our eyes, to our skin. Um, most people will see headaches, migraines, eye strains as the symptoms they're getting from overexposure to artificial blue light. Um, to the worst degree is then cataracts, macular degeneration to the eyes, which is overexposure over a long, long term. Um, Do you know... When this all started booming and becoming so big, because if I think about, say, my grandma, for example, mm -hmm. in Greece in a little village, uh, back then they wouldn't have had that much artificial light because they just go to sleep <laughs> at night time. So there wouldn't be iPads and all of that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. So when did this start becoming such an issue? Well, if we really look at it, the first inception of it becoming an issue was the invention of the light bulb, right? Um, so to, to a far lesser degree. So we say essentially 100 years ago, it did start, but it was very little. It wasn't much of a problem. If we look at the, the initial light bulb or the first sources of artificial light, it was incandescent lighting. So incandescent lighting is a full spectrum light source and it's very, very low in blue light. So it has very little impact on us. Um, but to a, to a degree, it would have started to have an impact. Now, because if you look at what was before that, it was fire sources. So it was candles and it was fire. What, what it, the only spectrums in fire and candles is yellow, orange, and red. There's no blue or green in them. So as soon as we started to introduce blue, artificial sources of blue, that's when it started. But the reality is for most of that time, it really wasn't having a significant impact on our health. It's only really started to have an impact on our health in the last, I'm going to say, really badly in the last five years, yeah. maybe five to six years sort of thing. Um, and that's because the advent was the invention of the LED or light-emitting diode is where, where it really starts to become a problem. Mm -hmm. And essentially now every single artificial light source that's around, whether that's a device or even the, like the light in your fridge or anything, really, it's all using the LED light source. And that... That the way it works for energy efficiency is it just utilizes very, very high amounts of that blue and it doesn't actually have any of those other spectrums in it. So that's when it's really started to become a problem. And it's just, it's, it's on a bell curve upwards of making it significantly worse. And that's because we're now just seeing it starting to infiltrate everywhere. So street lights, car headlights, like they're all being changed out. Yeah. And yes. they are being changed out in the name of sustainability so that's what where where it falls under the umbrella so you'll see these government policies coming in for example 
Um, Australia won't be far behind, but in the US, they have now implemented a policy by 20 this year. Um, it will be illegal to um, import and sell and use incandescent light sources, forcing only LED light sources to be used. Now, now the reason for that, the reason that we're told is because LED light sources are very energy efficient. The older light sources are not efficient. So that means um, energy consumption goes right up. So to produce the power, it's significantly higher. And then it's also the life cycle of a Older light bulbs, they don't last as long. They blow and you're having to replace them a lot longer. LEDs will last for like 30,000 hours. You get numbers of years out of a single bulb. So much better for the environment. But what they have forgotten about is it's better for the environment, but it's not better for the people that are living on the earth. So you've got a healthier planet, but you've got a sicker population that are living, inhabiting the planet. And it's not only humans, it's everyone. Everything that's living is affected by that light source. What a conundrum. Mm, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Daniel, it's time for your first curveball. Are you ready to play? Oh, all right. <laughs> Daniel, what's something that my listeners don't know about you? Um... I told her, I just told a lot about me just then, so. <laughs> or something interesting. Um, what is interesting about me? I'm just trying to think of something that's not. Like, you're a power lifter. That was really. Well, that, I know. That's what I would have used if I hadn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know. I know what to ask you. If you could choose to be one animal, what would it be and why? Um, I would be. I would be a bear because it means I can hibernate and sleep a lot. You're so funny. Do you know I love watching bear YouTube videos where I don't know how I get on this, Daniel, but I start watching like humans getting attacked by these bears <laughs> on their hikes because I'm a hiker. Like I love hikes. But here in Australia we're sort of lucky we don't have bears. But <sighs> beautiful. Let's continue with the conversation. Are there any benefits to blue light? I was going to say, you sort of answered that, like there's natural blue light and then there's artificial blue light. Is there any benefits? Any benefits to natural blue light or just blue light in general? Blue light in general. Yep, absolutely. People might be getting depressed listening to this, right? <laughs> like, but what do we do now? There's blue light everywhere. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's one of the traps, right? It's like, oh, I've heard blue light's bad, so I need to like block it all and I need to get rid of it out of my life. It's going to... And and that's not true, right? So, like, if you start to deploy that mentality is like, I need to get rid of it, it's everywhere, um, you start to have a lot more issues. Um, so, blue light, like I, like I alluded to earlier, regulates our energy systems. It regulates our mood systems. So, if you were to just start eliminating it, um, you would start to feel, eventually, you know, over time, you're going to start to feel rather depressed. And that, there is literally a condition. It's called SAD or Seasonal Affective Disorder. Mm -hmm. And so... Typically, you see that in winter, right, where people don't go outside enough, but that is a depressive disease that is 100% governed by not getting enough blue light. <laughs> it's like not enough light, but it's blue light itself is what is governing it, not getting enough of it. So it lowers your serotonin, it lowers your dopamine levels, and you just don't feel, you don't feel good. Um, is it true that we need blue light in the morning? Yeah, so... To a degree, like I have a big problem with people that use these like artificial light boxes that aren't natural because um, yeah. essentially, so to break it down, you've got in your in your system, you've got a thing called a circadian rhythm. Yes. And so that's governed in your brain. It's typically known as like your body clock. Yes. Um, so the, your whole your whole biological system is, is controlled through your circadian rhythm, which is essentially a 24-hour cycle. So... There's a whole bunch of different biological processes and hormones that are suppressed and released based on this 24-hour cycle. Mm. The biggest thing that controls that is light or lack of light. So one of the biggest things you need to do in the morning is get that light into your eyes so the circadian rhythm knows it's the morning. <laughs> and so because it's an anchor point, right, it's constantly taking in different signals to understand what time of the day it is so then it understands what biological functions in the body need to happen. Mm. So in the morning, um, typically people feel quite tired and, and drowsy. That's because your melatonin levels or the sleep hormone is still quite high in the body. Um, getting exposure to natural light 
and blue light in particular will raise your cortisol levels, which is your wakefulness hormone, and it will clear out the melatonin. So that's and and doing that consistently every day will help to set that. And it's essentially it's setting you up to have a better sleep at night because if you anchor that point in the day, it knows that well in approximately twelve hours time, thirteen hours, I'm going to be ready to start winding that down and going to sleep. I love waking up with the sun. Mm. It's my favorite wake up. Uh, I've actually been really good, Daniel. Last year, I challenged myself to not have an alarm and to trust my body uh, to yep. wake up. And lo and behold, I didn't have to use an alarm and I still don't, which is so amazing. It's like I just tell my body, like, I got to wake up at this time. Mm. And I do. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, we're, we're naturally designed to wake up just around sunrise. But that's, assu- that's assuming that you're not artificially stimulated to be awake at night, right? So we should be... When we're actually supposed to go to be be falling asleep and getting tired, you know, a couple of hours, an hour after sunset. But essentially, we're just using light as stimulation to stay awake. Staying up the whole night. I have lots of friends to this day. They're like, Helen, you go to sleep so early. And I'm like, no, you go to sleep so late. <laughs> <laughs> Me. <laughs> hey, Daniel, how is blue light destructive to us? What is it doing? Yeah. So... I alluded to earlier around the issues around exposure to it during the day, our eye health, our skin, the impact it's having in terms of overexposure. That's one of the issues. The bigger issue is sleep, and it's it's coming into the evening. So, natural the only natural source of blue light is the sun. So the sun sets, and then what do we actually do when the sun sets? We turn on all our lights. <laughs> what are our lights all? They're all LED. So our brain, our ancestral brain, which has been de- developed over like millions of years right does not understand that the artificial light source that you're turning on at night is not the sun it thinks it's the sun so it's going hey the sun's up so i should be awake and so it's then releasing the wakefulness hormones it's suppressing the hormones that make you want to go to sleep so it's just doing exactly what it's designed to do it's crazy to think daniel that blue light can affect our hormones mm. yep it's huge so yeah it it it's a it, it's one it's one of the ones like the the nighttime thing is one thing that I think most people can when you break it down into simplistic terms it's quite easy to understand it's like the sun the 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 light coming from the sun essentially the reason you feel awake right now during the day is because the light from the sun is essentially coming in your eyes and instructing your brain to produce certain chemicals and hormones that will make you feel awake <laughs> now just because the sun's set and then we're using artif- we're artificially stimulating that in the same way. Um, yeah, the brain, like I said, like evolution takes how, like thousands and thousands of years. We have not evolved in a way that the brain understands that's, artif- or that's natural and that's artificial. It's, so essentially, your brain continues to think it's solar noon right into the middle of the night. And then so we keep all our lights on. Most of us will either watch TV, be on some kind of device in the evening, continuing to tell the brain it's solar noon with all this blue light. And then either some of us will either <laughs> eventually get the brain will get so worn out, you will fall asleep. You'll have um, probably about 90% of your melatonin, which is a sleep hormone, will be suppressed. Um, and melatonin itself is an interesting discussion because it's not only a sleep hormone, it's one of the most powerful antioxidants in the body. So uh, when we, we talk about that, it's supposed to actually um, 
assist with a lot of cellular um, repair in the evening and in the night. It's actually anti-cancer. It's it's so many. It's so powerful, mm-hmm. and it's one of these things that your body gets flooded with literally during the hours that your body's literally re- regenerating and repairing from from the day it had. Now, if you suppress that down by ninety percent, regardless of sleep, is a big big problem that's going to start to uh, you know show itself after many years of this. So regardless of your sleep, you want to kind of have high melatonin. Um, so that's going to be suppressed by around 90% from just being exposed to, to the artificial light sources um, people are. And then the one thing that people do, right, is when they can't sleep is grab their phone, <laughs> like start scrolling social media, right? So it's like the vicious cycle. It's like, I can't sleep, so I grab my phone. Well, that's literally the reason you can't sleep. So. <laughs> exactly. It's it's such a, it's a conundrum because I have lots of clients that have sleep issues and how do you stop that? Like, how do you, you make or show people that this needs to be taken seriously if you want to have good rest, which we all need for optimal health, then you have to step away from the device. Drop the device. <laughs> so something that I like to do is I literally just turn the phone off because if it's on, I will most probably pick it up and scroll away. But if it's off, it's off. I don't hear anything, no rings, dings or pings coming through and even just little lights that are in my room, I make sure that I cover them because recently I went on a road trip and there was a little power outlet in the camper van that we were in and it was bright blue and so as I was sleeping in the camper van, it was just shining on me and I was like, how are you sleeping with this light shining on you to my friend? and she didn't even notice it, but I was so sensitive to the light. I said, I need to put a tea towel on this light because I can't sleep with it. I'm going to be waking up all night and I'm going to have a bad sleep. She thought I was crazy. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, it's, um, yeah. So I guess it's, um, some people just, yeah, it's like, and it's not another thing I would say. People are like, oh, I don't, you know, the blue light doesn't affect me. I'm fine. I sleep sort of thing. It's actually like the way I look at it, it's, um, then, a lot of people don't sleep as well as they think they do. <laughs> so the, the the test I have is a like first of all, yeah, do you need an alarm to wake up? Well, yes. Well, that's probably a problem. But then, how do you actually feel in the morning when you get up? Do you feel like like you can't function until you have your like cup of coffee, or do you actually feel up like feeling like awake and like like yeah, like and so like that's a like the way of like the test. Like, did you actually have restorative sleep? Like, you may have being unconscious for like eight hours and you don't remember, but you probably actually woke up like 20 times during the night. <laughs> um, so that that's like another, another thing is like having suboptimal melatonin doesn't necessarily mean you consciously remember that you are having a very disrupted sleep, but yeah. Do you feel like you had a great sleep or do you feel, yeah, but we've normalized the, the, the age of like surviving off caffeine and like not, you should feel tired and you should need an alarm to wake up. Right. So but then it's like a lot of people that we, we talk to, right? And then they actually start to implement these um, these ideas, right? And they're like, oh, holy shit. Like, I didn't actually realize, like, how shit I used to feel in the morning in comparison. My sleep has improved so much from the day I started turning my phone off, removing all lights, not using my alarm. Um, just I feel so ready to go every single morning. Uh, it annoys people sometimes because I'm so energetic in the morning <laughs> when everyone's still trying to wake up. But it's the best feeling, Dan, to have a good rest. Mm, absolutely. Dan, it's time for your second curveball. Are you ready to play? All right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I love self-care, Dan. It's one of my favorite things to do. And my question to you is, what's your favorite form of self-care? Ah, uh, for me, it's it's it, well, it's actually an obvious one, but it's for me, it's it is disconnection from technology. So, um, a like my job now is significantly needs to be on technology a lot. So for me, it's once a quarter, um, everything gets shut off for a complete weekend, and mm-hmm. like I mean, no no tech zero like zero technology. Um, no 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 internet, no phone, no nothing. Love it. That's the best. Yeah. So, like, yeah, just that mental reset for me as well. So, mental yeah, reset is so good for your body and your cells. Uh, we recently came back from a road trip and we went to places where there was no reception at all. 
And it was so amazing not to have any access to technology and just to like look out at nighttime and see all of the beautiful stars. It was, yeah, so magical just to yeah, get away from the phone. Yeah, it's interesting because for me, it's um, your, your mind almost plays tricks on you, but like you like go to grab it or whatever and you can't sort of thing. And like your brain is like, because your brain is used to constant stimulation, right? And then you yes. you suddenly remove that. It's like searching for it still. <laughs> yeah, and I remember when I turned my notifications off for the first time, I was at yoga teacher training and my student fellow student said, hey, have you turned your notifications off? I said, no, you can do that on a phone. And this was a few years back, I did it. And every so often, I'm talking minutes, I was going to my phone to see if I had a notification. And I said, OMG, I'm addicted to my phone. And I didn't even realize. Yep. Yep. Crazy. If you haven't turned your notifications off, guys, try it and see if you're like (laughs) me. See if you were a phone addict. Hey, Dan, let's dive back into this conversation because we've dived deep into blue light and how it affects us. But what are some ways that we can protect ourselves? Yeah, well, there's lots of ways. Um, so that's like a big thing we're trying to do is like, we're not like, okay, so we've kind of learned about all the issues with the blue light, right? And so it's like, oh, so does that mean I just need to like stop using technology? I need to like turn all my lights off my home and like like start using candles and all this. It's like, well, not, not quite. And that's kind of why we're trying to look at ways how we, because it's like, the world we live in, right? It's it's very hard. It'd be a very very difficult life to to live if you're like just trying to avoid it completely. So yeah. we look at ways to interface in with the modern world and and just look at technology and look at how we can use it and then not have such a detrimental impact. So one of the most obvious ways is using glasses. So that's an easy way. That's what, how I first started, and that's um, essentially you've got different glasses for daytime you've got different ones for nighttime so during the daytime um that's when it's really hard to control um as much because most of us will work in a different in a work environment where we don't have much control over the light source um or anything really so and um so that's where glasses come in handy a lot because you can utilize them to help mitigate the effects as much so during the daytime you're looking for a pair of um blue light glasses not just any though and um, that's the, that's a big issue we've got so there's a lot of lot of options on the market now yeah, so it's very confusing it is very confusing so when we started seven years ago and it didn't really exist it wasn't a thing but when something becomes a little bit more popular you see a lot of other people went to the market with like cheaper alternatives and they're not really that good so like you could literally you know buy a pair for probably like five dollars or ten dollars and mass produced in china that probably don't really do much well actually they don't do much because we've tested them so <laughs> there's ways to test it so yeah, you're, you're really looking for first of all to find a reputable company that can actually provide you some information on the glasses so there's there's a couple of things to look for because what you're trying to do during the daytime is you're trying to not block it all we talked about why you want to keep in your environment it's to reduce it down to more natural level so you need something that's going to filter blue light um by around 50 percent um but it's a bit more in the detail around where it filters it so um you need it to filter blue light when i when i talked about that particularly that narrow bandwidth and the the spike of blue lights it's around 455 nanometers so your blue light glasses need to reduce that spike down most of the cheap ones around won't actually do any of that so if the company you're buying off doesn't even have that information or they kind of just give you some generic response around they you know, oh yeah, they reduce it or they filter it by 40 or 20% or whatever, but they can't really tell you or provide like a, a report analysis of the, what the lens is doing. They probably don't know themselves. And if they probably don't know themselves, then they probably aren't producing them to that standard. So you're looking for, for a company that will be able to kind of stipulate that information on their website and have kind of some kind of way of showing you that it is doing that. So you're wanting to use them during the daytime. They're really good for in the office because um, you're going to be, most people are going to be using some sort of screen and there's going to be some sort of light source. So using the glasses during the day are really going to help um, with that. Then when it comes into the evening, you've got a lot more tools at your disposal um, because most of us have somewhat of a control over the, the light sources we're using. So at nighttime, glasses are still necessary as well um, because most of us will 
probably look at some kind of screen in the evening, whether that be the TV screen or their phone or, or, or something. So having a pair of glasses for that uh, are necessary and you're looking for a pair that block 100% at this point. So you're looking for an amber or a, or a red tinted lens. Yeah. Uh, they're not clear. They're not going to be a clear lens set of glasses if you, they tell. Claim that they're blocking 100% and they're clear. Well, it just doesn't make sense. What's in the lens, Dan? How does it work? Um, so the way it works is we put a special pigment inside the lens. So when the lens has been manufactured, a special type of pigment is added, which gives it that color. But what happens is when the light passes through that lens, that special pigment is designed to absorb the blue light frequencies as it passes through. Um, yeah. And so if you can see, if you put on a pair of glasses, blue light glasses, and you can see blue light through them, that's a pretty clear test that they're not blocking 100% of blue light. So that's that's an easy test that everyone can do. Like if I put on the glasses and I look at an object that's blue and it looks blue still, you can see blue light. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. It sounds nice simple. simple, Dan, but mm. I'm telling you, lots of people wouldn't mm. have known that. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, but if you want to get more technical, then again, the company should be able to provide some sort of verification. It's called a spectrometer spectral analysis of the lens to show that it's blocking 100% of blue light. And that's it's pretty crucial at night because if you say had a pair that blocked 95% of blue light, but 5% was still coming through at nighttime, that 5% is enough to tell your brain, well, if there's blue light, the sun's up, therefore it will start that cascade of suppressing your melatonin. Um, no, it would have a small impact, but like ultimately if you're wanting it, to be optimal and it really needs to remove all of it. Beyond the glasses, there's there's a lot of other ways. Um, so the biggest exposure we get in the evening is all the lights in our home. So there's just, you know, most homes put like 40, like 50 lights in them. And everyone in the household is affected by them, regardless of whether they use a screen or not. They might say, cool, I'm not using a phone in the evening. I'm not doing all these like things, but someone's probably going to have a light on somewhere. Um, so the, the biggest impact is actually using... Um, specialty lighting that's designed to remove the blue light spectrum as well. Now that that looks like a very warm amber coloured light, um, but it's not just an amber light as well. That's the other thing people think. Oh well, we'll just go down to to Bunnings or Mitre Ten, you know, and buy a one of those like decorative mm -hmm. light bulbs that's a colour. But that just because it looks like it's a certain colour doesn't mean it doesn't have other colours in it. <laughs> so. Yeah, so like for example, a lot of people will use like red lighting in the in the late evening. Um, so they'll just go buy a cheap like five dollar red light bulb, but that actually has blue light in it, <laughs> even though it looks red. So wow. Um, so you need to actually buy specialty lighting that's designed not to be an amber or red light bulb, but to be a light bulb that is re removing the blue light spectrum. So that's the amber, the great the. The red lighting actually removes the green light. So we haven't really talked about green light and the issues with uh, mainly uh, around sleep as well. So blue light, when you look at a color spectrum, blue fades into green. So there's a piece of research done in uh, 2002, so not too long ago, that looked at every single spectrum of light and how much it suppressed our melatonin levels. So what they found was, yep, all of blue light definitely suppresses your melatonin and and the peak suppression was at about 464 nanometers, so just over halfway through the blue light spectrum. But it was a big bell curve. So the peak was at 464, and then it curved all the way down until it was not having any suppression on melatonin. But the, at the point where it wasn't having effect was about three quarters of the way into the green light spectrum. So, um, yeah, so that, that makes it quite critical that you block three quarters of the green light spectrum at night to be op the most optimal. Now, if you just blocked all the blue light, um, it's, it's, it's going to have a significant impact because you're, you're blocking out the spectrums that are having the most impact. But if you're like one of those, the people that are really looking to dial in and optimize their sleep and do everything like that aligns with science, well, then you block all the green. So that's where we have glasses that do that. It's a redder lens versus the just blocking the blue is a, a lighter amber. So it's the same with the lighting. You can do lighting that just blocks blue light. That's an amber color. It's probably more usable and more practical to use in the home. Um, or you can go to blocking the blue and the green, which cre creates a red light. 
probably not so practical in the, in the room, you know, in the in the main areas of your house, for example, trying to cook probably dinner under red light would be a little bit difficult, but very, very, but very good for like the bedrooms and stuff like that, having the red, the red lighting, right? So you can kind of use it, use both of them. But again, it comes down to not actually just that color because the bulbs themselves. So it's, it's about finding ones that are actually designed to remove those spectrums. So lucky that we found you, Dan. You have just opened my mind so much. I would love to ask you, how did you change your lifestyle when you realized this? Like what things have you or did you start doing differently? Um, so the biggest one for me, which was which is free, doesn't cost anything. It was, yeah, getting outside first thing in the morning and getting the morning light. Like that is one of the things that will have the biggest impact and it doesn't cost anything. So that was the first thing was that. And then beyond that, it's really looking to, I keep the way I like to say is like trying to, to um, align with the light cycles of nature as much as possible. So getting like again, I had to work as well, but just trying to get outside as much as possible during the day, getting regular breaks outside. And then it, and then just trying to align in the evening. So, you know, in the evening we shouldn't have so much light. So using, other light sources, bringing it down to like the, the reds, oranges, amber to simulate what we would have like fire. And just that was the, those are the biggest things. Is just, and it's doing both together. It's like you, if you just do one thing, like if I was like, cool, I'm just going to do everything the same, but I'm going to put on these glasses at night and I'm going to um, change all the lights down. We'll, it will have an effect, but it won't be as good as if then you got all the natural light during the day, you did all the, got, um, you know, your morning light and regular light during the day because that actually sets you up as well for the evening sort of thing. So when you do both together, that's when you actually start to see like really, really um, big changes. Did you find it hard to change your lifestyle? Um, no, <laughs> not for me because I was probably in a place of like desperation yeah. and then I saw how significantly things did change so quickly. I was like, wow, this is so powerful. Like. Yeah, I'd love to just ask about that. So what did you start noticing first, if you can remember? I was I was sleep for me first. That was the biggest thing um, that, that started to change. So because um, what, what would happen for me is I'd go to bed and then wake up at like 2 in the morning, like wide awake. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just within the space of a week, like that started to just, you know, resolve itself. Um, and then and then it was just during the day, right? It was like I'd, I'd always like, working in the office so you have this feeling like at the end of the day I was like man I feel like drained like zapped like out of energy the eyes are like sore and like yeah. like stinging and like you just like energy levels are really low and I most of the time I was like oh well that's just because you've just had a hard day right you've been working it's mentally hard but like yeah then just seeing the change and I'm like oh actually no that was nothing to do with that it's like literally the, just being under this type of lighting for like eight eight nine hours is just like that's causing that and then being able to like you know use different tools and techniques to to mitigate that and understanding like whoa actually i feel so much you know i have a lot more energy i'm not completely like drained at the end of the day Mm. thank you for sharing that uh i just wanted to yeah get a little overview of how your life changed because i feel like lots of people will resonate with what you're saying uh dan i really appreciate your time today but before we wrap it up i'd love to know if there's anything that we didn't cover or if there's anything else that you would like to share um we have covered a lot of it but like we have like yeah we have a lot of resources in terms of like blog articles and information about this because we really like to dive into a lot of research on it and then break down the research into like more digestible format so people can really understand it more so yeah like I, I, i'm a big fan of just directing people to to there we've got probably about 80 or 90 articles now on, on different topics all kind of around this area so yeah if anyone's wanting to take a bit more of a deeper dive there's plenty of plenty of information there yeah thank you i'll put your links in the show notes for sure so that people can go dive deep and read with their blue light blocking glasses on their phone on your blogs and all of that sort of stuff thank you so much dan is there anything else that you'd like to leave with um 
I think we've set up a code for your listeners as well. So um, yeah, like if we've got the code Helen set up so that and that will um, that will give everyone a discount if they um, yeah if they want to jump over there and, and want to invest on something that will that will um, give them a bit of money off. Um, but also like yeah, if you get a bit like overwhelmed on our website, don't know what they want, just reach out to us. We're always contactable on email and chat and stuff, and we're always keen to um, hear people's situations and try and direct them in the best way to help them. Thank you so much. And you really do care. Um, I have been emailing back and forth as well. And thank you so much. It's amazing support that you offer everyone. Thank you so much for what you do for us all, because, you know, without you, a lot of us wouldn't have the information that we need. So you're doing really big things in the world. Congratulations, Dan. And hopefully we'll bring you back for another episode on melatonin. (laughs) Have a great day. Thank you times infinity for spending time with me. It really means a lot. Putting yourself first will really help escalate your goals, your dreams, and I love being on the journey with you. So make sure you come and tell me on my Instagram at wholehealth, which is H-O-L underscore health, and comment below this podcast photo to share your thoughts on my show today. And if you enjoyed it, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify so that I can keep bringing amazing value to you. I'm sending you truckloads of love, power, and joy. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.